Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AWL Talk Show. This is episode one, and we got the co-host here, Dawson Stone from the Eastern Guardians. Say hello, Dawson. Hey, guys. And uh, I'm going to give you guys some little bit of background about the league. Uh, we were founded in 2020. Um, this is our second year as a league. We currently have six teams in our league. Um, I am the captain of the Western Wolves. Um, my counterpart, Dawson, is the captain of the Eastern Guardians. Um, Steven Doctor is the captain of the Southern Blaze. Jack Klazinski, the captain of the Northern Slime. Alex Wick, the captain of the Pacific Pigs. And finally, Aiden Wild, the captain of the Central Vindicators. Um, first off, we're going to start with um, the Pacific Pigs. Um, you know, their captain, Alex Wick, uh, he was a great player last year. Not so much of a pitcher, but he hit pretty well. Um, and their draft picks, Jake Haas, Evan Liss, and they did draft Noah Sahina, who uh, ended up having to leave the league due to an injury, and they signed Andrew Warren. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Pacific Pigs' draft picks so far on this year? Uh, well, Jake has proven to be quite a strong pitcher, um, especially coming along this year. Uh, not so much in the beginning of this year, but definitely the strongest pitcher other than Alex. Uh, Andrew, he is... Uh, there's not much about him, I guess. He's uh, he's just a he's there. Honestly, he's, he's very electric. Yeah, he he's also uh, he's very good at um, keeping Alex's spirits up when he gets mad on the mound. Uh, I was umping one of their games the other day, and uh, he gave some nice pep talks. Um, and Evan Liss. Evan, yeah, Evan he, Liss. <laughs> man, he's just along for the ride. He loves to be there. Yeah, you know he's not the greatest wiffle ball player of all time, but he loves to be there. And the Pacific Pigs, uh, we are through five weeks out of six. Uh, they're sitting at three and seven right now, so they're not having the greatest year, but none, nonetheless, you know, they're having fun. So, next we'll move on to the uh, Central Vindicators. Um, their captain is Aiden Wild, and uh, once again, another team that doesn't have the original three they started with. Um, they have Braden Lamont, who was their first round draft pick. Um, Chris Bergman, who they traded away, traded for, and just recently got, and uh, another guy they signed off the waivers, Cody Lotz. Um, what are your thoughts on, so, Cody Lotz, just Cody Lotz, I mean, he's having a great year, um, he's only played in two weeks, but he's really proven himself so far. Yeah, he has, he's proven definitely to be a, a powerhouse, um, he, hitting, I believe he had somewhere two or three home runs, uh, the first week he played. And that's pretty big for the Vindicators. Um, he he's definitely a good pickup. He's he's a pretty good pitcher. Uh, he gets the job done when it's needed. And um, honestly, though, I still can't believe he traded away Coy for uh, Chris Bergman. Um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that trade. He uh, Aiden Wilde, the captain of the Central Vindicators, uh, was looking to add a little bit of uh, enthusiasm to his team and Chris Bergman and. Uh, he decided to trade away Coy Patterson and a first-round pick for Chris Bergman and a second-round pick. Uh, Chris Bergman was a member of the Northern Slime originally, um, so that was, uh, you know, really helped the Northern Slime because Chris Bergman has really not lived up to the potential um, as a central vindicator, and Coy Patterson has really thrived on the Northern Slime. So that really has impacted the central vindicators and really given them a, not a lot of hope. But um, like you said, Cody Lotz, you know, he's been having a great year. Uh, he throws gas. He's probably got one of the top fastballs in the league. 
And uh, Aiden Wild, you know, another one, as you said, like Jake Haas, uh, started off very weak in this league, and all of a sudden now he's not an easy win. He's a tough um, pitcher to beat. And uh, we'll move on to the next team now, um, which is your team, uh, the Eastern Guardians. Yeah. Um, you, you can start this off. I want to hear your comments on your own team here. Uh, well, uh, uh, I am a little disappointed in Zach. He uh he could have yeah yeah he could have proven to be better um I mean I I did work with him a little bit on pitching um but what also hurts us is sometimes his attitude about winning he usually he goes in awfully um high and mighty thinking he's gonna win and uh, that doesn't really help our team much we need to uh, we need to have a humble attitude uh, going and do what we know how to do instead of thinking we're just gonna beat the team. Um, then we have Nick Fry. He he's a he's not a bad player. He um he didn't do too bad the week I wasn't here pitching, I was I was told. Um and he does have a home run, um which obviously helps our team. Uh we need everybody to hit. And now Travis Fry, he he would definitely be, uh help our team a lot if he was there. Uh he uh <laughs> he hasn't showed up for any of the weeks. He's showed up for part of a game one week um and he did he did amazing pitching and then he had to go again um so i think yeah he definitely could have uh he could make our team that much better yeah i uh, like uh, he is just saying scheduling has been a big problem for the guardians who uh they sit at four and six and they were actually four and two they're on a four game losing skid right now uh dawson missed one week and that proved to be crucial for the Guardians. They got swept in that one. And, uh, yeah, Travis Fry has not made it to a full series yet. But I have word for week six he will be there for the entire week, which uh, should definitely help the Guardians in their final playoff push. And Nick Fry, uh, he hit a home run in what was his first at-bat yeah. of the entire season and really hasn't done much since then. So uh, going into this last week of the regular season, the, the Guardians are really going to look for production from uh, Nick Fry and uh, Zach Borton as well. Um, he's got decent movement on his pitches. Um, accuracy is where the problem lies. Um, quite, he has the worst ERA, had the worst ERA in the league before Nick Fry started pitching. Um, but his hitting, uh, Zach yeah. Borton, he is a very difficult hitter to face. Um, you definitely don't want to leave one hanging for him because he'll make you pay. But yeah. Yep, the Guardians have a lot of potential. Even though the record doesn't say that they're the best team, uh, you know they're not an easy team to beat. So we'll move on to the Southern Blaze. Uh, Cap- Captain Stephen Doctor. Um, uh, Stephen Doctor has had a couple scheduling issues as well. He's missed um, most of uh, the second game of each series or the first. He misses one or the other. But um, the Bla- the Blaze nonetheless are in a great spot. They are. Yeah. Five and five, and uh, excellent position to make the playoffs. And they have split with every team in the league. Um, what are your thoughts on how Steven Doctor has performed? He was last year's Cy Young a winner. Uh, it, Cy Young, he uh, he definitely um, lives up to that name. He his he seems like this this easy pitcher to hit because he doesn't have many um, uh, like formal pitchers, I guess you could call it. He just he throws the ball in such a way that it's just tough to hit. Um, he, the first game against us, I think we, 
we had one run maybe, and he, yeah, he definitely um, outpitched us in that game. Um, he is he's not too strong of a hitter, but that doesn't matter because of um, his rest the rest of his teammates Jack Juliker, um, Aiden Romaser, and uh, Jake Leach. Um, they all have potential to um, put the ball in play and make something happen during the game. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we look at the rest of his team. They got Danny Romesser, who's their second pitcher, and uh, nobody could ever figure him out. He either walks around the bases and gives up 15 runs, or he strikes out the side and gives up zero runs. You never know what you're going to get with him. So the Blaze could be a very tough team to beat, and they could be you know, a relatively easy team to get one game on, depending on how Denny does. But the Blaze, in my opinion, are the most fundamental base, the fundamental wiffle ball team in the league. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yes, yeah, I would. Yeah, they just they play fundamental baseball. They take their walks. Their defense is incredible. They've given up the least amount of runs in the league so far. Um, they're just they're tough. They're the toughest team to sweep right now. I mean, cause there's you have to play perfect baseball, perfect baseball and wiffle ball throughout the entire series in order to sweep this team. And uh, even the, even with this, they still um, are on the verge of not making the playoffs. Um, well, not on the verge, I would say. I mean, they could. They still have to earn it in the final week against the Vindicators. So, um, good team. Yeah. We'll move on to the Western Wolves, which is my team. Um, I am the captain of that team, and most I start most of the first games. And our second pitcher has been the problem throughout the entire year. Um, my my team started with. Uh, Xander Borton, Jeff Owen, and Kieran Regan. Uh, Kieran Regan was recently cut, and we signed Jack Padzerski. Um, every single pitcher in the league, or sorry, in my team, uh, has had a game started. So I really haven't found my second pitcher yet, and maybe even Jack Padzerski could be that. What are your thoughts on you know the race for Xander, Jeff, and Jack for that secondary pitcher spot? On the yeah, list? as you said, there's a lot of bouncing around going on in your team with the second pitchers. Uh, there is, um, you, you need to look at a lot of things when considering who would be your second pitcher. Um, mostly who, um, someone who doesn't get down on themselves, who doesn't bring the team down as a whole. Uh, maybe the second captain of the team, I guess you could call him. Um, you want someone like that. Uh, looking at Xander, he, he's proven to be pretty uh, pretty good pitcher, um, especially hitting the small strike zone that we have. Um, and that's not easy to do, I can tell you firsthand. Uh, and uh, Jeff Owen, he's also, I think, a pretty well, um, well-rounded uh, player. Um, great at hitting, and uh, also a um, decent pitcher. Yeah, um, like you were saying, enthusiasm is key, um, and keeping your head straight. Um, Xander and Jeff do a great job of that, and um, I'm I would be glad to put any of them on the mound, and really upset to not have one of them on the mound at the same time. So it's a tough decision for me to put um, someone on the mound each week. Um, so the Western Wolves, like I was saying, eight and two, they're having a great year. Uh, number two currently in the power rankings behind the Northern Slime, who we're gonna talk about next. But um, they have. Two walk-off wins, so their eight and two record could easily be put down to six and four. They're barely winning some games, but nonetheless, uh, getting the job done. Um, do you think the Wolves are as good as their eight and two record says they are? Uh, 
There's yes and no. There's some of it I believe is the confidence um, that you bring to your team, especially the um, you get them all hyped up, you get them uh, ready to play um, every week. It's not um, and the team who is um, also right there with you, the slime. They they don't have the confidence and the um, the drive uh, to play wiffle ball. You do. They they're a very good team, but they are not. Um, they're not quite as driven to play wiffle ball as the Western Wolves. Yeah, that's key in this league. I got Jeff Owen, who is probably the most dedicated individual to this league um, that you can see. He's always there, diving around, making extraordinary plays, and you can't ask for more than that. And then I got Xander Borton, who's basically working a full-time job, and I mean, he's he's missed only one game all year. And that's extreme dedication, and I love to see that for my team. And uh, that's that's why I believe we're eight and two because of our de- dedication. We may not be the best wiffle ball players out there, but we'll definitely give every team a run for our money, a run for their money. Yeah. And uh, finally, we'll go to the number one team in the power rankings, the Northern Slime. Um, yeah. One hiccup on the year, they got swept by the Western Wolves. Other than that, they have been rock solid. They have swept every team other than that except for the Southern Blades, who, like I said earlier, they don't get swept. They always pick up one game. And so they're sitting at 7-3. They clinched the playoffs, uh, but not yet the one seed. The Blades could overtake the one seed. Uh, what are your thoughts on the slime season as a whole? Um, they have definitely come along defensively. They they are um, they had a lot of putouts against, um, against us the uh, – the last week, it, it that's what really hurt us. Um, they uh, they got very strong hitting and pitching, very very strong pitching. Um, Jack, when he pitches, it's very hard to beat him. Um, he throws hard and he throws strikes, which is definitely what we need in this league. Um, uh, Coy Patterson, he was traded from the Vindicators. Um, he was definitely a great pickup by the Slime, and um, he is definitely a strong hitter on that team as well. Um, what are your thoughts on the other players? Uh, they got Griffin Dempsey, who another uh, very dedicated player in this league. He drives 25 minutes to get here every time, so it's quite a drive for him, but he's here most of the time. And then uh, Ryan Owen, uh, debatably, I mean re- almost undebatably, this, the best secondary pitcher in the league. There's really only one person that's even close to that, and it's Denny. Denny Romester, that is. Um, Jay Cos has came onto that scene a little bit, but... Ryan has been consistent throughout the year. He's even beaten um, number one pitchers. He even, I think, did he beat you on the mound? Yeah, he beat me on He the beat mound. Dawson on the mound, who, and Dawson's a, a Cy Young candidate. So Ryan is having an excellent year, and he is the reason that the slime keep getting sweeps because they feel confident enough to beat the secondary pitcher on every single team. So uh, I really think he is a huge reason yeah. as to why the Northern Slime are Definitely. this good. And they're bats. Yes. The bats as well. They're a great hitting team. Great yeah. Hitting team. Jack Klodzinski, you know, he's mostly the ones that are is hitting the home runs for the Northern Slime, but everybody is getting base hits, base hits, scoring. They scored 26 runs against the Eastern Guardians when Nick Fry pitched. I mean, that's that's unheard of. That's the most runs anyone's ever scored in the game. It just shows you that, uh, you know, this team can hit, and um, I wouldn't want to play them. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't want to play them. No, no. They're, they're a team nobody wants to play right now, so... That's your overview of all six teams. Um, we will move into some week six matchups. What's going on here? Um, 
orange division. There's two divisions in our league. We got the orange division and the black division. The orange division is consisted of the Eastern Guardians, the Western Wolves, and the Pacific Pigs, um, which would leave the black division with the Northern Slimes, Central Vindicators, and Southern Blaze. Now, each team in each division will play each other once more, which uh, could have a huge impact on the playoffs. We'll look at the orange division first. Um, the Western Wolves have clinched the playoffs and the one seed, so this is meaningless for them. But the Guardians sit two games ahead of the Pacific Pigs for the playoffs. The Pacific Pigs need to win both. The Guardians need to lose both in order for the Pigs to scoot ahead of them. Um, we've got word that the Aces will be pit- pitching against each other for the Guardians and Pigs, which will lead an interesting series uh, there. And it'll all come down to that game. So what are your thoughts on that game? It'll be you pitching against Captain Alex Wick. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to need to uh, step up my game here, seeing um, especially that Alex has come along as a pitcher. Um, but also I think a g- big factor um, in winning this game is going to be hitting the ball. Uh, it's um, Even though I could definitely shut them out pitching, it's, um, it's going to be tough if we don't hit the ball because uh, you know that'll translate into no runs, and then they may get runs through... Uh, walks and um that'll hurt us because once we get it's been proven once we get um once we lose a lead we usually do not take it back because we just get down on ourselves we need to uh uh, i'm definitely gonna try to keep um keep my team confident um so that we can pull out the w yeah and like uh, dawson was saying the guardians have not been good at coming back from leagues or leads pigs the exact opposite they have been playing down all season, and they come. All three other wins, I believe, are comeback wins, um, except except for one being a nine to two win over the Wolves. But you know, they're they're a team that's they're they're fighting. I mean, they know they're not the greatest wiffle ball players, and you know they just fight. They're gritty and uh, they're tough to beat. So yeah. we'll move on to the Black Division. Um, same scenario over there. The Blaze and the Vindicators are fighting for the last spot. Um, Vindicators need to win both. Blaze need to lose both. As the same thing with the one seed, um, the Slime don't have it locked up yet. If the Blaze win both and the Slime lose both, um, the Blaze could get the one seed. But um, Blaze Vindicators, uh, this is looking like a runaway in the Black Division. Um, I see the Pigs making the playoffs just because of how well they've played in recent weeks. I can't say the same for the Vindicators because that would mean the Blaze would have to get swept, which, like I said, they don't get swept. They are solid in at least one game. So uh, what do you think the chances are that the Vindicators somehow squeak into a playoff spot? Um, It's definitely going to be pretty slim. Um, But I think that if if Aiden Wilde is really on and he can come out on top, maybe get a victory um, pitching over Steven, which is very hard to do. I think they could win because if you put Cody Lotz on the mound and he throws his fast pitches, that's and it, for strikes, it's going to be tough to hit. Uh, I think um, still it's slim, but I think uh, Vindicators definitely have a chance. Yeah, definitely uh, odds are against them, but you know if, if Wild and Lotz have a good game, uh, both of them in two separate games, um, you know there's definitely a chance. But then, again, the Blades would have to lose against the Slime, um, which... Without Jack Lesinski. Jack Lesinski won't be there for week six, which is mm-hmm. devastating for the slime. But uh, if, if the Blaze pull out a win there, all bets are off for the Vindicators. So mm-hmm. a lot lies there. And uh, we'll move into our um, final segment for the first episode. 
Um, we got the awards, uh, which will be given at the All-Star Game, which will be after week six. Um, the MVP. Um, who are your top three or four? If you got five, I guess you can say five MVP candidates. Um, I definitely say Jack. Uh, Jack Klausinski. He's, he's a great candidate um, <coughs> considering his pitching and his hitting. Um, another one. Uh, it's... It's tough because usually um, our MVPs come from the captains just because, um, and that's why they're captains. They're some of the best players in this league. Um, Steven um, has proven to be a good candidate for MVP um, because of his pitching. And he, like you said earlier, he's carried out a, um, a win in every series um, at least one because um, because of his pitching. Um, uh, Andrew Romaser, uh, the one sitting next to me right now, he's definitely... Um, a candidate, um, one, because of his pitching, his hitting, um, and, as I said earlier, uh, his ability to keep his team um, in the game, his, uh, the ability to keep his team, you know, um, confident. It, that's um, it's a very big factor in um, winning games, and uh, it, helps, it helps them out a lot. Um, and we can definitely include yourself in that race. Um, yeah. You know, you showed that when you weren't even there, when you weren't there, that was the most crucial week in proving that you could be the MVP. Mm-hmm. Your team struggled without you, so uh, you proved very valuable to your team. Um, probably the nastiest slider in the league. It's absolutely dirty. Mm-hmm. Nobody can really touch it, and if it's on, see you later. So um, Dawson and his hitting, um, it has been a little bit low in the last couple weeks, but boy, did he start off hot. He was the league leader in home runs for the from weeks one through three, so... Dawson definitely up there for MVP race in that category. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, right now, who's your top MVP candidate? Because that's definitely um, a hot topic right now. There's a bunch of guys that can do it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say uh, you um, because when I was talking about uh, um, MVP candidates, uh, I noticed myself I said three things about you. Um, your ability to keep your team um, confident in your hitting and pitching. Um there's uh, Steve and Jack. They both have those co- um, qualities as well, but um, you really shine, outshine them in um, keeping your team confident and uh, building up your team's uh, courage. I think that's, um, that's, that's, why, that's what I say. Now, I'm going to say something else because obviously um, I have a little bit of a biased view, but I'm going to go with Jack Kludzinski because when I, when I think of the MVP, I think of, who would I not want to play in wiffle ball um, to try to win? Jack. I mean, he just he's a tough wiffle ball player to beat. He, mm-hmm. You can't throw strikes um, that are meatballs to him because he'll take it out. And his fastball, I mean, you can't hit that sometimes. Um, in my opinion right now, Jack is the MVP of the league. But, you know, def- I've see, I see both ways. I see you can say you can vote for Jack, you can vote for Dawson, you can vote for me, you can vote for Steve. You can even you can even make a case for anybody else in this league. I, I could hear anything because everybody in this league is capable of winning a wiffle ball game. So, mm-hmm. yep. Um, what who who do you got as the best hitter and best pitcher in this league? So, uh, I'm gonna say best pitcher, um, Cy Young, definitely uh, Jack. Right now, he he's a shutout pitcher. Very 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 tough to hit. Uh, his fastball is very fast. Uh, obviously it. Um, it's tough to hit just because of the how fast it goes, and it's also um, his 
his off-speed pitches, um, even though they're off-speed, they're still pretty fast, but they also move like three feet, so it's also um, very tough to hit. Best hitter, um, right now, uh, Zach Borton of the Eastern Guardians is up there, um, behind Jack in the, in the home runs, but um, Zach being the underdog has proven to be a very, very great hitter um, in this league. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jack Kladzinski for the Ty Gabby Award, which is the best hitter. Um, I just, when I pitch, I when Jack steps up to the plate, I'm like, okay, i got to bring my best stuff here. He's going to hit it out. Um, he's the toughest uh, hitter to face in this league and uh, can really make you pay. Now, for the Cy Young, I'm actually going to go with you. Um, Dawson has pitched um, very well throughout the year, and uh, his stats are similar to Jack. Now, what puts Dawson ahead of Jack is you have seen what, what field Jack has pitched on every time. Now, to give you guys background information, we have two fields um, at the Glades. One of them, the, the, they're the same size fields. One of them has a strike zone that is um, a lot larger than the one at the other field. Jack has pitched on the larger strike zone in, um, I believe it was five games, four of them. And the one game he didn't, pitch on that big one they switched fields halfway through just because of scheduling so and Dawson I believe he's pitched four of them three out of his four starts have been on the small one so um you know that really sets him apart because it shows that it doesn't need to have a big strike zone in order to uh, compete at the highest level Uh, that's why my Cy Young choice is you and uh, so we'll move on to definitely some interesting ones these um are definitely up in the air these are not thin voting um people you can have anybody in this league for these ones uh and most improved and uh rookie of the year uh we'll start with rookie of the year obviously there isn't that many choices because uh there are not that many rookies but you i again there's a case for a lot of rookies in this league yeah um right now uh zach his his hitting has um um, put him up there for rookie of the year, but his pitching is what sets him back a little bit. There's, um, if he if he could really dial it in for um, for his pitching, um, he's a he's a tough to be candidate for rookie of the year, um, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I I have Zach Borton on top right now, um, but I can see cases for other guys. Um, there's Coy Patterson. You know, he's not a pitcher, but he hits the ball well. Uh, Xander Borton. He's up there for gold glove which we'll talk about in a second uh his pitching is pretty good his uh hitting started off extremely hot but he's in a little bit of slump right now but um he can hit when he needs to there's um a couple uh, jake leach uh jake leach is another gold glove candidate and just you know you love facing jake leach he's such a respectable guy and uh makes great plays out there and yeah for sure doesn't doesn't showboat about it which which we loved we love to face people like that so Mm -hmm. I, I there's cases for many other people, but right now my uh, rookie of the year is Zach Borton. Um, next on the list is most improved. Now, when I think most improved, I think about who improved the most from week one to week six. Um, and I I know mine. Do you want me to go first? You got somewhere. Yeah, you, you can go. Alex Wick. You look at the pigs at the beginning of this year. Everybody wanted to play them. They were the laughing stock of the league. It was bad. The the pitch nobody could pitch. Nobody can do anything. Fast forward a couple weeks, week uh 
four. They play the Central Vindicators. Alex Wick throws a no-hitter. Nobody's ever done that in this league before. A no-hitter. Shuts down everybody. Now, he's he's throws a no-hitter. Dawson, Steven, Jack, myself, Wild, none of them. None of them have ever thrown a no-hitter. And he goes out there and does that under all odds. So, I think right now he is the most improved player in this league. And uh, that's, a, that's a credit to his dedication. You know, when I see him, he's always talking, oh, man, how am I going to make the playoffs or my riser? You know, who's working today? He's always out there practicing, which we love to see. Uh, I think he's the most improved player so far. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, all, he's in my top two. Um, and also from the pigs, Jake, Jake Hass, he, um, he's for sure he's improved a lot throughout this year. In the beginning, you didn't really see him as a strong pitcher. He, um, he, again, like Alex, he, he was fun to face because you could easily hit him. And now, man, his riser is something else. He is, he is now a tough-to-hit pitcher. Um, and when he can get his bat on the ball, um, he can hit. He can really hit. Um, so I would say um, I have not really chosen between the two yet, but Jake and Alex are um, my top two for uh, most improved. Yeah, like you were talking about uh, Jake Highs. I couldn't hit him. Nobody on my team could hit him. I, I actually did hit a home run off of him, but I think I just closed my eyes and swung the bat because nobody could touch that riser. Um and then you look at another one, another one I can see up there, Aiden Wild. Aiden Wild, uh, same thing. Started off pretty slow. Um, now he's pitching extremely well. And I have given up one home run on this year. That is to Aiden Wild. So that's definitely a credit to him. And that'll be high up there on his resume to uh, for this award. Um, there's definitely a few others in this league. Um, Jeff Owen. Uh, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put him up there with uh, Wild, Haas, and Wick yet. But, you know, last year... Wasn't really a pitcher even at the no. beginning of this year. Wasn't really a pitcher, and now you know, he's at, he's on me every week. Oh, can I pitch? And I'm ready to pitch, and you know, he, yeah. I love that. I mean, he's he's really uh, gained confidence. That's the big one. He's gained confidence in his pitching, and uh, yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't put him up there with uh, Wick, Haas, and Wild yet. But you know, very good year for Jeff so far. Yeah. Um, we got fan favorite, which that's not really up to us. Um. Nick Fry, Travis Fry, both the Fries are pretty loved in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go on to Gold Glove, and then we got one more after this, which is Surprise Player of the Year. So we'll start with Gold Glove. You got anybody? Um, I haven't really seen met, uh, much um, action in the field. Either I've been playing or uh, um, I just haven't been there. But um, like you said, um, Xander Borton, potential candidate for um, – Gold Glove, I was umpiring a game. Um, it was um, Pigs, uh, Pigs Wolves, uh, week five, and Xander made a diving play to stop the ball, knock it down, and got the out at first, which um, you don't see often in wiffle ball because of how close the bases are and how hard it is to throw a wiffle ball accurately. It's, um, he, yeah, he dove, knocked it down, and got the out, which, uh, it's it's hard to do, and that's why he's um, up there as a uh, potential candidate for a gold glove. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's many others. I think Xander right now is my front runner, but not by much. Jake Leach, um, he's made incredible plays. He's got the player the play of the year in my mind. He diving catch against um, Central Indicators, I believe. Unbelievable catch. 
Um, you can you can make a case for every single player on the slime team, um, because of their defensive mm-hmm. showing against specifically the Eastern Guardians. Yeah. I think seven putouts. Oh yeah, it was unbelievable. It's a record. Yeah. I mean, anybody on that slime team can make a case for it. Um, there's a couple. There's many others that you can make a case for for Gold Glove. But uh, right now, I think Jake Leach, um, Xander, other front runners, even Denny. Denny could be up there. Denny Romanesser for the Blaze. Yeah. But uh, I, I think it's Leach and Borton at the top right now. Finally, we'll move on to Surprise Player of the Year. Now, the requirements for Surprise Player of the Year is the most improvement from the end of last year to this year. So not so much what how much they've improved this season, but what what were your expectations for them going into this year and uh, how much did they exceed it? Um, who were your candidates for this one? Uh Jeff Owen, um, I have um, no one expected him to be as good as a pitcher and hitter as he is this year because of last year's performance. Last year he was a decent hitter, um, but his pitching just wasn't there. This year he has definitely uh, come along as a pitcher, um, which um, he yes, which is surprising because he's uh, he wasn't too great last year. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah, I, Jeff's a very good option. Uh, my front runner right now is uh, Jack Juliker. Um, you know, he wasn't all that great last year. He, he did ha- He was on the Indians team that did uh, make it to the playoffs. But, um, you know, this year, this year's a different story. You don't see it on the stats as much because he doesn't have that many home runs. He's not pitching all that great. But when he steps in on the mound for the Blaze, He's throwing strikes. They might be hitting some some uh, home runs off of him, but he's throwing strikes and getting the Blaze out of innings. Hitting hit base hits. He's hitting so many of them. You see him go up there against um, Drew Romesser, myself, Drew Romesser, Jack Kludzinski, um, uh, Dawson, Alex. You go up against, he goes up against all, all four of them with no fear and takes a hard cut and gets on base. Mm-hmm. That's something that, you don't see all that often in this league and is really underrated because everybody kind of looks at the home runs as like, ah, oh, Drew Looker's not that good. No, 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 no. He's getting on base all the time, and uh, mm-hmm. he is my front runner right now um, with Jeff being a very good option, but uh, definitely my front runner so far. Yep. And uh, so the week six should be, whenever you guys hear this, it'll be Wednesday, August 4th, 2021, week yes. six. And... Uh, Actually, we got one more thing to talk about. The All-Star Game, which will be after Week 6. So far for the Orange Division, it's uh, myself, uh, Dawson, Alex Wick, Jake Haas, and Zach Borton. Uh, in the Black Division, we got Jack Ludzinski, Stephen Doctor, Aiden Wilde, Danny Romesser, and Ryan Owen. One more spot is open for the All-Star Game, which will be decided after Week 6. Um, who are your candidates, or really who's the favorite on each division? Uh, I, I think both on the Wolves, um, Xander, uh, Xander is definitely, um, proven to be an all-star in this league. He's, he's a good pitcher and a good hitter. Um, and he can, he gets the job done where it's needed, uh, whether it be, uh, on the mound or at the plate. Um, I haven't really given too much thought to the, um, to the other division only because I'm not on that team, but I know it's something I need to think about. So you can, you can go ahead on that one. Um yeah, there's definitely a few candidates. Um 
I can't really make a really good guess on the black division only because they're the most inconsistent division. There's players that have extraordinary weeks, and they come back the next week, and you know their performance wasn't that great. Um, but I right now I got either Coy Patterson or Braden Lamont. Um, Braden Lamont, he's been the secondary pitcher, the starting pitcher, not a pitcher, the secondary pitcher again. He's been put all over the place, and you know he he does well at each position that he's put at. And uh, Lamont, he's got a he's a lefty. He's got that fluid lefty uh, swing, and uh, you know he could definitely be an MVP. Or sorry, not MVP. Well, he could be an MVP. He has played pretty well, but he definitely could be an All Star. And uh, Coy Patterson, who was just recently traded from the Vindicators, um, I believe he had two home runs last week. Actually, yeah. one real home run, and then uh, one that fell over the fence and so yeah. air out in, in the outfield, but. Yeah, I think those are those are the two guys I look up there. Even Juliker, like I was talking about before, he could be up there. But my front runner right now, I'm gonna have to say, is Braden Lamont for that spot. But um, I could see any anyone going there. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'll just about wrap up episode one of the AWL Talk Show. Thank you, Dawson, for coming on. And uh, hopefully we'll get on another show before the start of the playoffs so we can talk about uh, what went on in week six and what we expect going forward. So thank you guys for listening and see ya.